Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives. Both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hi everyone and welcome back to another Summer Series episode of It's No Secret. Today we're chatting about retirement and whether you really need to be thinking about this if you're a 20 or 30 something. Nothing says exciting listening like planning for retirement. Now, as part of the summer series, we've been running a few competitions, so make sure you head on over to our Instagram at It's No Secret NZ. And if you've been enjoying our episodes, we'd love for you to rate, review, and share with a friend. Right, back to the episode. We hope you enjoy this chat. It appears that Kiwis are quite well, young Kiwis are quite worried about their retirement. Mm. And I know that this has come from we even just did a couple of polls on the on the old IG to ask <laughs> what people wanted to hear about. Uh, and, you know, planning retirement was something that came across very strongly. But also Colonel did an investor survey in 2020. And one of the questions that we asked was, why are you investing? What are you investing for? And the second highest reason for investing was retirement. And I was genuinely quite surprised because I kind of, I guess, take this approach of as long as I am working towards something and putting my money to use, you know, basically making sure that we are investing and we are moving forward Mm. in some kind of way, then we will hopefully get to retirement and we will be okay. And until we thought about talking about this on the pod, and I had suggested, let's go and like find some cool calculators and actually see if we're going to have enough money in retirement and try and work out if that's possible and if we're even on track and therefore what we should do. Literally up until we did that a couple of days ago, I didn't really think that much about it. So, but yeah. Well, I mean, thank goodness we're doing this topic then, oh, right? So we are sorting out <laughs> stuff. I know, I know. Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of things that I found really interesting in doing the research for this episode was that, so Massey University did a study in 2019. They do it annually. I couldn't find 2020, unfortunately, but um, of over 4,000 Kiwis over the age of 55. And it's a focus specifically on, you know, like, retirement in a low interest rate environment and a couple of really interesting stats in that a two-person household living in the city would need to have earned or sorry would need to have saved 787,000 to fund a lifestyle with choice for retirement and that's on top of nz super right yes yeah yeah yeah. so that's outside of um the government pension pension that you would receive yeah so so that was a couple living in the city and then a couple living rurally, in contrast, would need to have saved 493000 So that's quite a difference, I have to say, firstly, of yes. um, inner city metropolitan to um, more rural provinces. And then also, so thinking about one person, the stats that came up were they would need to have saved 764000 as a single person in the city and 411000 rurally. So, the so difference- that's not a big difference yeah. between like a single and a couple. Yeah, exactly. I, Which I guess is one thing to mention. I, yeah, you always have like a fixed level of expenses regardless of if you are yes. an individual or a couple, right? When it comes yeah. to say like utilities and housing and that sort of stuff, that doesn't change. Yeah, exactly. And I mean- without getting too grim here, but as you do age, you get to a point where maybe your spouse passes away and then you're left with 
that For entire sure. expense rather than it being a shared expense. A shared expense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that was really interesting. But then they also found that. I was going to ask a question, which is, oh, yeah. do you feel that they're really high numbers? Do they scare you? Um, I think having gone through the process of working at what my number is, not really. Uh, but I am also coming at it from a very privileged lens in that, you know, I, I do okay for myself and it seems attainable. Yep. But I know for the vast majority of New Zealand or a lot of people that prob- these numbers probably would Could feel quite, quite scary. Especially when you think about also Kiwis. Traditionally, we've um, invested in a home and we're relying on our like paying off our mortgage to fund our retirement, right? And so, so if we're then going to this con- is money outside of your home, people like yeah. that that seven hundred and eighty seven thousand is money that's not that's a, including the value of your house. That's a really good point to make, actually. In that, like you know, consider the fact that you might have to pay rent if you don't haven't paid off your mortgage by the time you retire. So yes. Or if you are solely relying, I guess, on building wealth in your own home and then you need to downsize. Well, if they're saying you need to have, say, 787-odd thousand as a couple in the city, figure out what you need to sell your house for so that you can actually (laughs) clear that much and put it in, you know, an investment account or a savings account um, to live off. Yeah, yeah, it it makes it an even bigger number, right? Also, to reiterate, um, Massey University found that um, NZ Super had increased by 2.56%, but fell short of covering all of the expenses for most retirees. And so the key message here, I think, is not to rely on NZ Super, um, to pay for that lifestyle. So like you said, it is going to, you are like, we do need to be thinking about how can we save or invest to have supplementary income on top of a house and the, and the, the pension. Yeah. 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 So I guess, I mean, I'm kind of taking from this information from Massey, which is awesome that they do this survey, even in the first instance, is the dream result or the result that we should be thinking about as people that are in their twenties and thirties is okay. We need to get to a point where we have paid off the home that we're living in. When we retire, we also have a lump sum of money invested outside of our home, whether that be in KiwiSaver or in another investment vehicle to the tune of roughly $780,000 if we're a couple or $760,000 if we're an individual and we're living in the city. If we want to live rurally or we do live rurally, then it's a lot lower. One thing actually on that that I've just remembered is um, we used to work with a lot of retirees that had this whole notion that at some point in time they would sell up out of the city and go live in a more regional or rural lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that certainly does happen. But the thing that you need to consider with that also is you're moving away from all of the major health and um, for community community friends, services, neighbors. exactly, yep. medical services that you may need in later life. And yep. so whilst that can work for people, if they say retire at 60, it could perhaps work for 15 years until yep. they're in their mid-70s. When you do start to need more of those services and possibly be more reliant on family to help you out, you probably have to move back more central or you need to have people come and live with you. Yep. Um, and so... Not we to mention the loneliness factor of, you know, that being leaving. in a new community or a totally new yeah. pl- place, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So I think um, I would maybe just caution people if they kind of felt like, 
I'm just going to retire and go <laughs> go live on the Coromandel <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, and chill out for all my days. My house is my. I'll be fine if I invest in a house, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it could it could be a little bit difficult or more difficult than that. So, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's definitely important to to figure out that number, and that leads perfectly to a little bit of an exercise that Kat and I did for this podcast, and that we took the time to figure out what we both eat or what we each think we might need in retirement, including looking at how much we have in KiwiSaver, how much we want to be able to spend in retirement and what how, we earn what right, we now. Earn right yep. now, um, and then how we're going to get there. So, Kat, do you want to kick us off? And, and sure do. Also so I have a couple of gripes, firstly, to air on, the, on this topic and one of my <laughs> frustrations. I know. Um, is I obviously did this epi- this exercise on behalf of Luke and I because we are a couple and we are naturally going to retire together and that's the plan. That's um, very good of you. I did it completely solo. Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> no, but great perspective. <laughs> one of the things that I found instantly frustrating, though, is that a lot of the calculators don't factor for that. They factor in you being an individual. And yeah, right. That made it harder because then I had to run two sets of scenarios. Additionally, there's an age difference between Luke and I. And so I worked it on the basis that we would both retire when he is 65. And so that is when I am a bit younger um, and then factoring all that sort of stuff in. The other challenge that I had was none of the calculators out there catered for time off work for either individual. And the reality is, is we currently don't have children. So there will be some time off in our future, either for one or both of us um, and a reduction in salary. And also they kind of like assume that your salary stays at the level that it is and then only increases by inflation or whatever it might be. And for a lot of people, particularly if they're in their 20s, your salary doesn't just start at $60,000 and then increase by 2% every year. You have step changes. Like that is what happens. That's the reality of it. So guys, come at this exercise with a little bit of a grain of salt because you can only (laughs) do as well as the assumptions allow. Um, But yeah, to Christine's point, like start somewhere. So my starting point was uh, in our combined KiwiSaver right now, we have $33,000, which doesn't sound like a lot for someone that is in their, well, 37 and 32, um, but we spent a significant amount of time living in Australia and we do have a very generous and I think really, really great superannuation scheme in Australia. So our combined superannuation that we have left in Australia is $120,000. So right now our kind of starting point is roughly $150,000. I made some assumptions around the fact that we probably wanted to spend $100,000 in retirement every Mm -hmm. year, roughly speaking, um, assuming that our house is paid off. That's probably pretty generous. And I guess if you're thinking about when you're actually retired, you're not going to spend 100K or whatever number you choose every single year. Some years you might spend 80, other years you might spend 120. When you invariably get to a certain age, you're probably going to spend a lot less because there's a time at which you stop, you know, necessarily going overseas or traveling so much or um, just eating out and doing various things. You downsize your cars, all that sort of stuff happens. Um, so yeah, my targets were starting point of roughly $150,000 goal of having enough money to spend a hundred thousand dollars a year as an advisor, the rough calc and some stuff that we can link to in the show notes on the site about this is you would take the amount that you want to spend in retirement and then times that by 20. So a hundred K 
times 20. Also bearing in mind that I did nothing like this when I did my calculations. I was like, this is really interesting. I was going to say, guys, I have done this for a lot of people before, so I probably have a slight leg up um, in this. So yeah, basically 100K times 20 is a lump sum of $2 million. So roughly speaking, if we wanted to spend $100,000 every year in retirement, we would need to have a lump sum of $2 million at the point at which we started. Now that assumes that in retirement, you have basically like a 5% drawdown rate, but it also assumes that you don't exhaust all of your capital. And what I mean by that is that by the time that Luke and I invariably pass off the perch, uh, (laughs) there is money left over that would go to other family members. Now, that's not for everyone. I mean, like I I don't stress out about that too much. So I guess – for me, that $2 million figure sounds very, very large, but um, I don't really think we need to get that close to it. Um, and then basically what I did thinking of that as our goal in mind, I actually used a couple of calculators to see, A, if I got the same result from each of them, but then also um, what, how much would we have in our Australian super if we left it exactly as it is. So we're making no future contributions to that. I assumed a growth rate of between seven and 8%, assuming it's still invested in equities, which it is. Um, It's a hundred percent in high growth and leaving that for the next 28 years, that depending on the growth rate assumptions got to roughly between 800,000 and a million dollars of total investment. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, damn, well done Australia for like having a good superannuation because not only did we capitalize on the fact that, well, we were both being paid much like higher salaries in Oz and we had higher contribution rates. So we have benefited from that as opposed to the starting point that we had when we came back to New Zealand and we were on lower salaries because of the difference between Australia and New Zealand. What was and, the contribution rate out of curiosity? Uh, so it has been increasing. It's actually meant to be increasing to 12%. That's the Australian government's target. That is standardised 12% from your employer into superannuation. Oh, so that's you and your employer? Nope, does- that is your employer. What? Yep. Oh my goodness. So when we were when we were there, there it was at nine percent. So both Luke and my employers contributed nine percent of our income, usually above your salary. It was part of your total remuneration uh, to our superannuation, and then there were tax incentives for us as individuals to also make what's called personal contributions that we could do. So a lot of people, as they get to like later in life, they would do that because you basically get tax incentivized to do so. So that was, we didn't personally contribute to our super. That was basically just our employer contributions. And then we come back to New Zealand and we're on lower salaries and it's like, Hey, here's your 3%. And I'm like, what? So anyway, guys, it's fine. I love New Zealand. It's great for many (laughs) things. Yeah. Kiwi's over. It's good. (laughs) Yeah. It's good. It's good. You've got to work with what you've got. So anyway, so Australia will have roughly between 800 and a mil and then um i used some pretty loose assumptions around our income and kind of just roughly said that between the two of us over the next period of time we hope that our household gross income will be somewhere around 150 to 180 which i think sort of for me factors some time off work and possibly like one of us being part-time at certain points in our careers um and i also just assumed that we contributed three percent and based on our existing combined KiwiSaver balance of $33,000 right now, that got to roughly 700 thousand dollars So 
depending on how you look at it. So you don't plan to take out, or I guess you can't take out your KiwiSaver at any other point other than retirement now that you've bought your food. First, first time. time. Correct. Yep, correct. So that was just assuming that that just stays there forever and a day and we contribute, each contribute the 3% from our, obviously our employer and then our own salaries. Um, and yeah, I think it, it rough, it got us pretty close to the $2 million. So you're feeling pretty good. The outcome for me, and I probably shouldn't say this because I was like, <laughs> sweet as, don't need to worry about retirement. Back to your day job, cat. Um, but that is not the message of today's podcast, podcast guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this summer series episode. We really want to reach as many New Zealanders as possible and help spread the word about financial literacy. So if you're enjoying our episodes, we'd love it if you could rate or review or subscribe on whichever platform you listen and share an episode with a friend. Think about someone that may also be thinking about their retirement. See you next week for a new episode and a great chat.